Welcome to this Endo Life, Season 2, Episode 16. I've been thinking, do I need a new intro, like, instead of saying hello? Because it's always the same. And I don't really... I don't know. I don't know if I'm a hey person. Anyway, suggestions welcome. Um, I'm Jessica Tuffin, and this podcast is all about bringing you guests who are battling chronic conditions and mental health issues in their own unique ways, and are changing the lives of others with their amazing work. Firstly, in case you're wondering about the day and time of this podcast, this is a special mini episode. Um, So today I am talking to Heather Crosby. You might remember Heather from, I think she came on the second episode, no, that was the Endo Twins, third, I reckon. Um, So yeah, Heather Crosby came on a while back last year and she is an incredible, incredible um, recipe developer and just all around creative genius, really. Um, and she came on to talk about her diagnosis with interstitial cystitis, um, and a lot of like digestion issues that she had and how changing her diet really basically changed her health and enabled her to get off some pretty hardcore medication. Heather went on to found Yum Universe, which is a crazy platform full of by crazy, I mean, it's crazy because there's so much to it. Um, platform of recipes and food planners and ebooks and all sorts. Um, she really spoils us over there. Um, and in more recent years, she's got into gluten-free baking and has now created the crazy, again, sorry, I'm going to change that, amazingly good-looking <laughs> gluten-free baking academy. I've been eyeing up the gluten-free baking academy for a really long time um i've probably shared it a couple of times in the past it's got gluten-free english muffins gluten-free sourdough bread gluten-free wraps gluten-free bagels gluten-free cornbread gluten-free biscuits so much so much of the stuff that we miss um i know how tough it can be to start the endometriosis diet or just keep it up you know i'm pretty i'm okay with it but i still like slip up and um we're all different but for me slipping up I want to use a different word not slipping up but you know having having something that is going to be a trigger for me um usually is a trigger for me so I often yeah I often feel it I'll become more inflamed for that cycle and my period will be really painful that month I'm, I'm just very sensitive to what I eat and how that affects my endo so I get it I know how hard it is I really miss toast, I miss bagels, miss burger buns, I miss, I don't miss pizza crust that much because I found a really good one, but um, yeah, like bagels, toast, toast is my main thing, toast with peanut butter, oh my god, okay, I'm going to stop talking about that because I'm going to get hungry. So I've got some go-to brands and I've talked about a few of those on my Instagram account as well, but you know, some of them you have to order in advance and 
then they don't get delivered in time because the post office like won't leave them outside the door and just different complications so it's really cool to be able to have a course that allows you to make your stuff at home when you fancy it so the gluten-free baking academy is a four-week online course um i'm not going to say too much actually because obviously heather's going to talk about it i talked to heather about how going gluten-free really changed her life and her health why she started the gluten-free baking academy and how you can go gluten-free and create incredible gluten-free recipes at home uh, at the moment you guys can get 50 dollars off with early bird pricing which has just launched this week um that ends on monday february 26th at 8 p.m oh 8 p.m eastern standard time but for the uk guys it's 1 a.m tuesday morning um, regular pricing starts after that until March the 4th, again, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 a.m. UK. And the course launches Monday, March the 5th um, at 8 a.m. Or that would be 1 p.m. for UK guys. So that's Eastern Standard Time for uh, you Americans, because I know i got a lot of you listening. Um, just to let you know, if you do want to support this endo life, um, if you want to go on this course, you want to enroll, you can click the links that I've provided in the show notes or on my website or in my social media. If you enroll via those links, then I get a percentage and that helps support the podcast. Um, so that's an affiliate link, essentially. Don't worry, I totally believe in what Heather's doing. Obviously, I had her on the podcast months ago um, and I have shared the course before. So if you do like what I do and you want to support this end of life in some way and you want to do the baking course, obviously, um, then you can use the link um, that I've provided. Okay, enough rambling. Here's Heather. I really hope you enjoy it. And if you do sign up for the course, happy baking. I can't wait to have a bagel again. For those of um, the listeners who haven't heard your first podcast with me, do you want to give us a recap of kind of your story with your health and you know, how you got into plant-based and gluten-free eating? Sure. Um, I'll try to keep it simple. I grew up eating a diet of beige foods, <laughs> lots of sugar, lots of bread, um, lots of processed and didn't really eat vegetables until I was in my early 20s. Um, and when you eat that way, it catches up with you health wise. Yeah. So I started having a lot of digestive issues. Um, they were really scary. And it was right when I first moved to Chicago and I had left all my family and all my friends and I was alone there and having these really serious um attacks in the evening where I would wake up and I would pass out and I would be sick all night. And oh so I was, it was really scary time and started having all of, you know, the invasive tests that you get done with that, that kind of trouble. And no one could tell me what was, what was wrong, uh, which was very frustrating because mm. I'm just one of the types that wants to know why with everything. Um, and eventually over the course of a few years, um, since nobody was giving me any direction on how to change my eating habits that that might actually even be connected to what was going on. I had more tests and finally I had a doctor tell me that I would just be on meds for the rest of my life, but he couldn't tell me why. Um, and it just was a, the last straw for me. 
Yeah. And thankfully at the time I had some friends around me who ate very well. And so <laughs> they finally said to me, you might want to just eat some vegetables, you know? <laughs> so it, that was hard for me because my whole life I never ate them. I actually had a gag reflex when I would eat broccoli. Oh, um, wow. It was crazy. So I had to teach myself how to eat vegetables. And the way to do that for me was with the smoothie. You could blend everything mm. with lots of and then just drink it down. And eventually my taste buds started changing. I started feeling better, which was amazing momentum for me. And um, because my background, I'm just a creative type, I started to, and because I didn't know how to cook with vegetables, I kind of didn't have any rules. So I just started to use them in ways to create some of the favorite comfort foods that I grew up with. And I amassed a library in this binder that had spills and everything all over it. And I finally decided to turn that into a website. So, and share it with others because I figured that I wasn't alone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, put all of that on, on the website and made Yum Universe and things have just kind of gone from there. I still love that story so much that you just had this like <laughs> recipe binder and one day you put it on the internet because I just don't, I don't feel like a lot of websites start that way. I feel like quite a lot of people have an idea for a website or, a you know, a concept of a business and they take it, then they build it and it kind of goes from there. But yours has happened so organically. And yeah, yeah it, 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 it also was a long time ago in Internet years. <laughs> so Young Earth was launched, I think, in 2009. Oh, so really? for 2007 to 2008 is when I was keeping the binder. And it really was because there weren't a lot of, other websites out there sharing those kind of recipes at the time yet. Right, yeah. So, yeah, old school, I guess. That's <laughs> oh, really cool. I love the story. So you've got Yum Universe. And then when did you launch the Gluten-Free Bacon Academy? And what inspired you to do that? Um, for me, taking gluten out of my diet was um, the last hurdle. I had to become acquainted with vegetables and learn how to, to eat better that way. But then I still was struggling a little bit with some digestive issues. And so I just experimented with taking gluten out of my diet. And that's where I felt a lot better. But like anyone who's who's got issues, sensitivity to gluten or full-blown celiac, like to not have a piece of toast or a sandwich. Mm -hmm. It's just super bummer. Yeah. And the stuff that's available out in the, in the grocery stores and a lot of the recipes use a lot of junky ingredients that still can be a problem for digestion if that's what you struggle with. And nutritionally, um, they're kind of void of nutrients. So I was just frustrated after years of not having toast um, and decided that I would try to develop some recipes with clean ingredients um, that you know, made a proper sandwich loaf and mm. some of the baked goods that I was missing. And I had written a few books and there was just something that I was personally missing, which was interaction with the people who were um, reading my information that yes. I was sharing. Like yeah. I, I felt when I wrote those books, it was a great experience for me, but it was a very solo experience. Mm. And I wanted that back and forth. So I just came up with the idea, maybe I'll create this course where I can work with people and actually share what I've created with them continuously after I release it out into the world. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 
I worked on the recipes for a few years actually and finally launched the course a couple years ago. We're now getting ready to, well, we actually opened today. Our, our third session Yay. enrollment is open. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, a couple years ago is when, is when it, it launched into the world. <laughs> so cool. And can you tell us like what we can expect from the course and, and what the course looks like? Sure. It's it's an online experience and it's four weeks long. And because it's a lot of information and you have to become familiar with a lot of new ingredients and techniques, we take our time. Mm. So the first week, it's all about learning about these new ingredients, the new techniques, what to expect. And then the second week, we start with flatbreads, which are unleavened breads, um, like tortillas and skillet breads. And then we graduate in difficulty a little bit the next week. On the third week, we go to quick breads, where we're um, chemically leavening things with leavening recipes with baking soda and baking powder. And then we go to the fourth week, which is uh, yeasted breads and sourdough, biological leavening, which is the most challenging and exciting for people, <laughs> especially most people who sign up, they want that sandwich bread. So yeah. um, what's great about the course, though, is I know that life throws curveballs, so you can hit the pause button whenever you want. Students have access um, as long as the course is in existence. So if they need to stop their learning, they can come back to it whenever they can. No, that's great. And the recipes, so you know you're saying like sourdough and flatbreads and stuff. What mm -hmm. um, what kind of specific types of breads, like rolls and, you know, those different types of loaves and stuff are you doing? Because am I right in thinking you're doing English muffins or is that a personal project that you've been working on? No, no, that's a new addition for this ah, next so session. Exciting. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to add the recipes that we all crave, mm -hmm. um, you know, with I each definitely session. crave those. Oh, those English muffins took me like 10 tries, but <laughs> figured out how to do it um yeah those are a new addition after actually after the four weeks of learning um there are practice recipes in each week and i only require two of them because that's still a lot of work mm -hmm. but once you finish the four weeks it unlocks a whole bunch of bonus recipes they're about 36 recipes everything from naan to biscuits um, cinnamon rolls, kind of all of your your favorites are included in there. Oh, wow. And the cinnamon rolls, actually, this is probably a good question yeah. to ask in general. Um, mm -hmm. Your Are the recipes all dairy-free and, like, vegan for anyone who – or do some of them have eggs or mm – -hmm. Yep. Um, none of them have eggs. They are all considered vegan with the exception of my cornbread, which mm -hmm. has some honey in it. Cool. Um, but with every recipe, I provide alternatives for flours, for the binders that we use, for the egg replacers that we use. And all of the ingredients are whole grain, minimally processed ingredients. There aren't any of the gums or weird starches or any of that stuff in the recipes. That's really cool. And can you explain? Because I know, like I've heard of, um, oh, what's it called? Zafan, is it Zafan gum? It's Xanthan gum, yeah. Xanthan gum. And, but, and when I look at it on the ingredients, I kind of instinctively know that it's not like wonderful, but I'm not really sure why. So those kind of like mm -hmm. fillers and adders that they put into like your standard supermarket um packages like um breads could you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about those and like why like 
what it is that makes you not want to put them into your breads? Right. Well, it, it depends on which one it is. A lot of the flowers have been stripped of all their nutrients and the bran and they're bleached and so they're nutritionally void. But for example, with binders like xanthan gum, a lot of the times, basically, you know, when cauliflower starts to get those little black spots on it in the fridge, if you yeah. leave it in there long, that's actually the mold that xanthan gum is made from. No way. And yeah. And so <laughs> that mold is grown on sometimes wheat and it's also grown sometimes on um, corn, which can be highly genetically modified. And ultimately, it's not necessary to use as a binder when you can use something else like psyllium husk, which is mm. completely fiber. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been processed or grown in a lab or anything like that. And personally, I love a challenge. It's so <laughs> like to and, and question authority. So when I see an ingredient out there like xanthan gum, I, I, I want to try to figure out if there's an alternative that's a little cleaner. Xanthan gum also has been known to cause um, digestive distress for certain people who have issues with digestion um and so if we're already struggling with that it's best to maybe keep that ingredient out of the mix yeah yeah of course and what are the kinds of flowers and binders that you use in your recipes mm -hmm. so i like to keep things as whole food as possible um the flowers i even talk through how you can mill your own um but of wow. course you can put them store-bought but we use things like teff and sorghum millet um, certified gluten-free oat flour. Oat flour can, it's highly susceptible to crop contamination right. and facility contamination when it comes to gluten. So it's best to buy from trusted sources to get, make sure it's gluten-free, but we will use oat. Um, buckwheat, I'm um, not sure if I mentioned teff, we use teff flour. Um, a variety of, of whole grain flours is what we use. And as far as binders go, we play around a little bit with, um, Chickpea brine, which a lot of people know as aquafaba. Mm. We use a psyllium husk, um, chia seeds. We have a lot of fun with the whole food ingredients. That's really cool. And teff, we don't use teff that much over here. Um, okay. But there's a new there's a new company who have started doing um, teff breads. But for people mm. who don't eat dairy or eggs, I think most of them, I think most of their products have those in them. So, but I've heard it's really good for like IBS symptoms. Is that true? Like, do you know much about TEF as like for the benefits for digestion? I'm not sure about TEF as far as digestion goes. I know that it's super high in protein right. um, and that it, it lends as far as flavors go, a really nutty flavor uh, rich, deep flavor to breads. Um, I know that it's the flour that's used in Ethiopian injera. If anybody's ever tried that flatbread, it's kind of like a crepey pancake. Okay. That's dominant flour in there. Not sure about digestion, but I know it's loaded with fiber. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause this company is really cool and it. it's actually for people with IBS, the bread. Mm. So it's okay. kind of helps, um, with their symptoms. The girl who created it has got IBS yeah. and, a few other um, stomach issues, I think. Cool. So um, what do we need anything to get started? So I'm assuming like there's a kind of a grocery list of like breads and stuff, but do we need any equipment for our kitchen? No, I really wanted to make this course as easy as possible for people. And 
you know, we don't even use a scale for measuring the flour <laughs> because we want people to start with what they have in their kitchen. Awesome. And I actually, on the website, if anybody's curious about what recipes are offered, how the course works, what tools you need, there is a free course tour that people can download from glutenfreebakingacademy.com to see if it's a good fit for them. But basically, you're just using standard mixing bowls. If you have a standing mixer, you can use it, but all the recipes, you can just use elbow grease um, and stir it by hand. Um, you might need one loaf pan and, and measuring cups and measuring spoons, just the most basic tools that you have in the kitchen. That's awesome. And like those basic tools you can kind of find on Amazon as well, like measuring um, spoons and stuff. So in the show notes, I'll link to stuff like that. I know you were saying that we can pause it as um, as we go and so we can do it at our own pace. How much time, like if, if you wanted to um, commit to it and do it week by week, how much time do we like need to put aside for it? What would you suggest? Mm-hmm. Well, we designed or I designed the course to be where you would only need two hours a week of practice time. Um, but there's lots of extra if you have extra time oh, that awesome. you can add to what's required, which is the two hours. That's it. Um, just really trying to keep it reasonable and doable and fun for people. I'm I don't want to add overwhelm to anyone's life. I want to make sure that they're having a good time with everything. And what's fun is that even with this next session, students who have already taken it last time, didn't. some of them didn't finish. But I always communicate with them and say, if you want to join us, we're having another session coming up. And it's they're so excited about it and can join in with the new students. And, sh- and we have a Facebook group so everybody can share their experience and help each other out and connect with someone who's local. And we have office hours once a week. So if anybody has any questions that they need to ask directly to me, I'm there and they can ask them and, and we just kind of go through this little baking adventure together. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it makes such a difference to have like a community mm-hmm. and just like chat about it. You feel like you're connected to something. Um, yeah. So in terms of community, actually, who mm-hmm. is the World Gluten Free Baking Academy for? Who is it for? It is for anyone who has a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease and wants bread back in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's also for anyone who has to prepare foods for those kinds of people. Um, More and more people have issues with gluten and it's not just a fad. And at some point you're going to have an event at your house or go to an event where you're going to have to prepare some foods for these people. And it's best if you have really good recipes for them, for them, for them. So you're not perpetuating these stereotypes of the, the squeaky cardboard bread with no flavor. It yeah. doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I so understand that. My brother's celiac. And mm-hmm. um, whenever we do anything, he brings his own food. Absolutely yep. everywhere. But... I- um, I take pride that he will he will only eat my food. <laughs> so, um, but you know, even so, like I made the mistake once where um, I so over here we have a company called Doves, and they're mm-hmm. kind of predominantly known for their gluten free flours. So I bought mm-hmm. buckwheat, but that version of their buckwheat wasn't certified gluten free. So mm-hmm. I made these brownies, and mm-hmm. um, I think they were Jessica Manan's brownies actually. If she has them on her website, I can't remember, but mm-hmm. I think they were hers. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
he couldn't eat them because it wasn't certified gluten-free so even though I'm like really really careful I still like I still made that mistake so doing something like your course would be so helpful because every time we have a family gathering I or he could make like a loaf or something that everyone can enjoy and and it's safe for him yes so yes. he would literally be like hospitalized for like three days with cr cross contamination yeah. he's really really severe so yeah, celiac um, is very serious it's very serious yeah so it's just amazing to have a, a resource like this because obviously you and i were discussing earlier that the stuff that you can buy online or in the shops is just not yeah it's not it's not great it's not great and it, it's it might sound silly but you you can't taste the love in it mm. and and when you are making a gluten-free sourdough at home or you know you're using whole food ingredients there's just a depth of flavor and texture and even aroma that's so much better yeah. than the sad bread from the freezer <laughs> at the grocery store <laughs> so true and like the smell of bread in your own home when you're baking yeah. it it's just yeah there's nothing quite like it so yeah. that's cool okay so when does the course start well, enrollment open today, and the course starts on March 5th, um, and that's when we'll kick off our four weeks of learning together. Uh, right now, for this first week, there's early bird pricing, um, which is $50 off the regular price. And um, if anybody wants to know more about the course, I know that a four-week four commitment can be a lot for people, mm. so I've created this super comprehensive course tour that you can download for free on the site that details everything all the recipes you get there are photos of all the recipes and then there are uh, frequently asked questions so we provide all the answers to every question you could possibly have in there and even break down what will happen each week what videos you'll get just pretty much everything you need to know about the courses in there so you can decide if it's a good fit for you that's great. I know how like detailed and far you are, so I'm sure that <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be so so detailed. So that's a great reference. Thank you. Cool. Sure. Um, so it starts on the fifth, and what time does enrollment close the day before? Is it enrollment will end on March fourth at eight p.m. Eastern time? Okay, and that will be the full pricing by that point. Yes, okay. it will. Perfect. Yep. Cool. I'll put all of those details in the show notes. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Last question, which is a bit more of a fun one, but what's your favorite, or do you have a favorite recipe on the course? Favorite recipe on the course really depends on my mood, but I am so in love with sourdough bread mm. um, and my sourdough starter. And speaking of the love, like I'll talk to my sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs> like people yeah. talk to their plants now. I know. I just, I love it. I just take good care of it. And it, and I have so much fun creating new recipes and playing around with sourdough starter and making sourdough breads. I'm hoping someday to have um, a more advanced sourdough course available for anybody who oh wants gosh, it. That would be so um, amazing. It's so fun. So I would have to say sourdough because it just, it's it's wild. It's like you're creating this relationship with this wild colony of living microorganisms. And if you work with them right and combine, give them the right food that they want, which is the certain flowers, they'll really give you something beautiful. So I, I kind of, yeah, sourdough for sure. Okay, perfect. I'm, I love sourdough as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. There's a cool. farmer's market near 
near us and before I'd kind of realized how much gluten was affecting my endo we mm. <laughs> we used to go and buy a, a loaf of sourdough mm-hmm. and the plan would be to have it in the house for the next couple of days for like avocado on toast for breakfast or something we'd stand yeah. in the kitchen and honestly <laughs> nearly eat the whole loaf on a Saturday yeah. morning just stand up we hadn't even got to the point where it was like out of the bag we were yeah. just eating the sourdough <laughs> problem at my house too so I tend to have my recipes and make little mini loaves Mm. (laughs) but yeah yeah otherwise it just goes yeah completely Mm -hmm. cool well thank you so much for coming on it's been such a pleasure to have you back on here um for having me and yeah good luck with the course I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone's like pictures and yeah seeing how it all goes Um, it's a lot of fun thank you so much thank you take care bye you too bye So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. It will help others to find the show. Finally, again, if you're interested in taking Heather's course, the Gluten-Free Baking Academy, um, or you just want to find out more, so you want to take a course tour, just follow the links in my show notes, website or social media. I generally hang out on Instagram. So if you want to say hi to me, I'm on at this underscore endolife. You can also read more about living with endometriosis, tips, um, experiences, information, advice, that kind of thing um, on my website, thisendolife.com and in my column on endometriosis news, which is called Living with Endo. wasn't very imaginative, unfortunately. Um, Thank you again. And oh, actually, before I sign off, I've just launched a free virtual book club called This Endo Life Book Club obviously um if you want to be a part of that and see what we're reading just head over to my website head over to my instagram and it's all there and yeah we're starting to read on the 3rd of march which is the beginning of endometriosis awareness month so yeah if you want to join we will see you there bye